0: Many people have problems with art and not with reality. So, why is art different?
1: It's pretty simple, right? This is knowledge, this is thinking, this is thought. Yeah, it does something strange with your right? head.
0: Welcome to the undergang armchair. Bring it.
1: Welcome to the undergang armchair. My name is Ondo. Yes, so how is everybody? Thank you for welcoming me into your head once again. We are here to finish the conversation that we started last week with Anas Reventlow, my new favorite person to talk to. And if you didn't hear the beginning of the talk, then I suggest you go back and catch that before starting on this one. I explained a little bit about who he is last week. Today I'm just going to say he's fucking great to talk to. And there's actually a lot of good advice for young artists here. It's funny, as my life as an artist and as a podcaster kind of draws closer to each other, I'm starting to notice a lot of parallels. Although our work is very different, I must say that Anas and I have been through a lot of the same stuff. The process of finding out how bad what you make sucks and fighting to make something good literally can take 10 years, more, more. It's tough as hell, but it's really the only way to get where you're trying to go. So, what's going on here? I am recording this inside of my new darkroom and studio that I have hand built, and I'm going to have to drop the self promotion ban here just for a second. I built this darkroom, I made it into a business. So, if you or anybody you know wants to rent darkroom time, print some old school pictures, or learn how to print in the darkroom, or even wants to get any uh, museum quality additions made, then check out my new business. It's called CPH Silver Lab. You can find everything you need to know at silverlab.net. Just need to update the photos. Everything else is there. I'm not kidding when I say it's probably one of the nicest dark rooms in this entire country. I'm also having a rather large show at the Copenhagen Photo Festival. So come check that out. That is this Friday, if you feel so inclined. There's also an artist talk on Saturday, and I will be moderating a debate the last Sunday of the festival, all right, all right, enough. This show is not about me. This show is about on us. Take it away, sir well, let's talk about the process of refining this because yes, you know. Yes. You said it Please was a long. Me. No, 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 <laughs> I'm just no, no. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. But it seems like it. it, it seems like you know. There's, there's, a, there's a narrative which is arriving out of this this kind of journey you've gone through, understanding or trying to develop a style, which came from basically a, 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 a young age being interested in fucking shit up and yeah. and, and, and fighting against some sort of system, and then slowly migrating over to an arts context, mm. which I think makes a lot of sense uh, because you can't always just break things you know you have to build things at a certain point yeah um but you know you've you you learned you you were brought into thinking about art in an arts context you were educated in arts context you uh you know and and you've balanced this against graffiti and and kind of a love of of that separate world yeah um but, you know, you know, it's been since 2009. There's been a fair amount of time to think and develop this. You've lived in Berlin. You live in Sweden. Now there's a Brazil. lot.
0: You live in Brazil. Well, how'd that come about? Because I wanted to go there because just like two weeks before uh, I graduated, I had the opportunity. I got a grant, uh, on 50, uh, an art grant on 50,000 kronos because I'm, was a, I was participated in an exhibition um, at the Veile Kunstmuseum. Uh-huh. Um together with Espion Sko and actually Asger Yorn as well. And wow. It was a really nice group uh, exhibition uh, to be a part of. Um, and I got a grant there um, and 50000 for my work. Uh, That's a significant amount of money. Yeah, and I had no money. Right, it's like 8000 9000 yeah, And then dollars. I had the opportunity to go to Brazil. I had no idea uh, what I was going to do in Brazil. I had no idea what happened in Brazil. I had no clue about that. It was the same time where um, at the carnival was there or anything, but that was the first time I went to Brazil. Uh, and I just knew a person that was going there. So I thought, okay, maybe I can sleep at, uh, at that place, the same place or whatever, and then I went. And then I just fell in love with Brazil, basically, mm-hmm. because you could paint wherever you wanted to. Mm-hmm. There were no obstacle mm-hmm. about painting. Right. You if you could just do whatever you wanted to. Right. And, and then I continued to you. come back and, back and back and back and back and back and back. And that developed a lot of uh things for me. Um because there were no like there were no stopping point for me and I was actually in an environment where I could experiment and try out things the way I wanted them to be, in mm-hmm. a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought to myself, and then I got stuck again in the same trap just doing boring a letter based graffiti in a right. way. Right. Until I met these two guys from New York, uh, that's called How and Nussum and they painted next to me, and the the thing they made in the same time that I made uh, my boring letters, <laughs> it was also turning me like, okay, I'm wasting my time. Right. I need to develop. I this need to get I need so to, much better. I need to snap out of it. Yeah. I need I need to snap out of it again. I need to stop being stuck in this shit, even though I love it. But I need to, if I really want to do the things that i'm saying that i'm doing thinking that i'm doing yeah. i need to do it i need to start to develop my painting outside out here if i really want to do it yeah and i've done that ever since mm. tried to mm-hmm. and that was really a turning point what was point. this about that was about uh 2010 actually okay. it was pretty l- yeah pretty late yeah
1: well or early yeah or early <laughs> 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 you want to look at it and
0: uh then again, I'm thinking a lot. And uh, then again, I was thinking, okay, what is what is this? What what is it actually? How can I place this? Hmm. You know, and that's also in the way of uh, thinking about uh, How can I place this? Which right. context is, is it in? Which is uh, actually incredibly important. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. It is. It really is important, and it it, it, it makes a lot of um, it makes your, your 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 the way you talk about your work. Better if you actually know what you're doing. You, know, yeah. you have found out. Okay, this is what I'm doing. Okay, that well, it opens the door for you
1: to think about it too. Yeah, exactly. So like you said, like you're having these moments where you are working on something. Dum, dum, dum. I'm pretty good. Look at me go. And then you see something else, and you're like, Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so much more can be done. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, okay. and that's that's important to be open to that. That yeah, is, you, and that's really part of that to, discussion.
0: Yeah, you really need to to take the hits in your face and yeah. say, Okay, I'm I suck. Yeah. Again, I discover I suck. Yeah. I need to be better. Right. I need to work 10 times harder. Right. Look what these guys are doing. Yeah, look at what these guys are doing. Yeah. And uh, then I thought to myself, okay. I mean, a, th- a lot of a lot of thought was like, okay, all of a sudden it hit me. Contemporary muralism. I knew about the Mexican muralism. And then all of a sudden I thought to myself, okay, contemporary muralism. That can be a place where I can like... Uh, point out what I'm doing in a way. You're
1: talking about like 1930s era Diego Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The, the muralism, yeah. The Mexican realism,
0: Mexican muralist, the, the th- three great and all that stuff. Right. Which I was uh, starting to get interested in because okay, I start to research, okay, who is painting on the streets and all that stuff mm-hmm. in that time. And I also thought that it was interesting in in um, after I, after I, I thought to myself, okay, contemporary contemporary muralism. Then I thought that I was um have discovered the, the 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 deep plate. Whoa! This is uh, whoa! This is what I'm doing. Whoa! That's crazy. Maybe it's a new right. art movement. Whoa! Right. You know, and whoa! It also makes sense in the in in that uh, way of I can draw some reference to the Mexican muralist, and it can go up to me an And whoa! What about all the other guys that are doing stuff as well right. that are painting that that are actually painting paintings outside,
1: right? Not just standard graffiti. No, no, no. no, you know no.
0: And not not making commission jobs with a sketch or, or making commission jobs where um, you give a sketch uh, of an artwork that maybe you've made on a canvas and you have never painted a wall in your life or you can't make the measurements yourself or whatever and then a company is doing it and all that stuff, which is also happening. No, I'm talking about being out there and do it, doing it yourself, mm-hmm. painting the wall yourself, and maybe actually using, or not maybe, using it as your studio. Right. Like, I mean, you go out with a bucket of paint, start to paint, and you're open. Maybe it becomes crap. Maybe it's a good day in the studio. Maybe it's a bad day in the studio. But you go out there continuously again and again on the wall. Maybe it's raining in the studio. Maybe it's raining. Maybe it's starting to rain. Maybe yeah. somebody comes and yells at you and say, it's fucking bullshit what you're doing, and all that stuff. And that's what I'm intrigued about. Mm-hmm. And um, then I went home. as And when you think you have discovered something new, you, of course, Google it. And then I Google contemporary muralism. And then there was one hit that came up, and it was a book that, was, that had been coming out like one week before that was called Muralisme Morte. Muralism is Dead, Long uh, Live uh, Contemporary Muralism by a, guy, uh, by a German guy called Jens Besser. And I bought the book instantly. And then it came to me, and I read it all, and then I emailed Jens Besser and said, we're thinking the exact same things, let's meet. And then we had a back-and-forth email correspondence for almost five years and then uh, he uh, wrote to me in 2014 and said, hey, I just opened an exhibition space. Don't you want to have a solo exhibition there in Germany? And I said, yes, I would love to. Hot damn. Yeah, I would love to. Of course, I would love to. Yeah. And uh, then uh, I started to pre- prepare for that. And um, I started to think about uh, what I would going to do. And all of a sudden, it made sense in a way so A lot of things all of a sudden like uh, made sense in my brain, in, in my thought stream um, about the way I was working and about, uh, about uh, the, the way I'm working with the thing at that time. I was thinking a lot about, okay, everything goes together. Nothing is more important than the other thing. The, the finished work is everything. In terms kind of, of, of the
1: thing. works you've been making or your thoughts about it? Or the, what? My
0: thoughts about my, my work started to be really like, okay, everything is important. Mm-hmm. The, the whole thing is the work in a way, or mm-hmm. the whole thing is not the work. You, right. know, you decide. But I I think the, the, the smallest doodle in your sketchbook, that is as important as the big uh, finished work in right. a way. Uh, but the whole thing is the work. And if I just continue working, like, okay, you work, 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 and you uh, make a drawing, and then make the next drawing, that, that, and try, try to have a constant flow And I thought to myself, whoa, this is like writing in a way compared drawing and writing. And I had started to have these different thoughts that also uh, came from uh, the connection with the graffiti, of course. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like writing a name and writing all that stuff and automatic writing and just like flowing. And so I already at that point was starting to think about the drawing and writing all together. And then I remembered my good professor Jan Becklund, <laughs>
1: and his angry, angry face.
0: <laughs> no, no, Jan Becklund uh, from the. He's uh, studying at. Oh, that, was the good uh, one. Uh, uh, that the other guy was called Jan Sander. Oh, okay. Uh, the, Jan Becklund, he's uh, right now a professor at the, the, uh, the Royal Academy of Art. Okay. But he was uh, shortly uh, uh, professor at the Journal Academy of Fine Art. And at my graduation, we actually talked about a lot about uh, how to connect writing to drawing in a way. And he said to me at that time, in 2009, I will suggest you, you read a book about an exhibition called Tekken that was on display at Malmö Kunsthalle in 1976. And I bought that book. And then I put it in the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> and then in 2014, it kind of made me i like, whoa, what was that? And then I took that down and started to read it. And then What's it, opened, it called? It's called Tekken. Taken. Taken. T e c k i e n. It means uh, an action mean leads to another action or okay. uh, like a sign. Or uh, in
1: Swedish? Yeah, in Swedish. That's okay. the Swedish word. Or okay. a drawing, you know, like a okay. sign. Also in Denmark. Okay, that okay. can yeah, also yeah. be
0: like a drawing, or it can be a sign, or it could be okay. a sign of something. A symbol. A, a symbol yeah. or whatever. And that exhibition. When I was reading about that, that in that exhibition. Uh, I have not seen the exhibition because I was not born yet but in that exhibition they are they are talking about um, letters as a way of expression but not as the written word as a sign or a, as a artistic expression in a way and not as a, not as the sign in another way in a more like I mean if you if we we can read you can read right mm-hmm. yeah I can also read
1: mm-hmm. I hope so yeah I, I, I hope can read. so I can read <laughs>
0: Uh, but if you look right. at these letters, for example, we can read them, and our brain will always read these things because we have re- we have we have learned to read. Mm-hmm. But if we look away, what it actually says? It's also an image.
1: Mm-hmm. It's symbols which represent something in our something. mind. Something. Yeah.
0: And we have we have been brainwashed. You know, we are, we are doomed. We can never see <laughs> this as nothing but a, but a letter, our right. word. Right. But if if you came, I mean. And, and that just makes a lot of things uh, sense to me in the way of thinking, okay, uh, all the, the discussions over the years about people are saying, oh, I don't understand all that graffiti shit. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. It's something that's another language and blah, blah, blah. And the things that these guys in this book and this exhibition are discussing comes from an, uh, an experience. One of the... Um, Curators, head in Japan. <laughs> I know this goes out in a really long... Uh, are, you, are you following me? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, good. They are... Discuss- the, the the intro of the book in, in the second catalog from 1976, they are describing why they're making this exhibition about lettering or about lettering. It's about... It's, it's trying to give... Uh, trying to get more Scandinavian people a closer... Um, way of uh, getting closer to art actually and getting more people into the art museums and getting more uh, people interested in art because in uh, 1975 I think so one of the curators he went to a museum in Japan on a travel and he just entering a museum because okay this is a really big museum in Japan he entered and it's packed with people Mm. old people poor people uh, rich people young schools everything it's packed you can practically move around in there
1: and it was just a regular day
0: it was just a regular day yeah and he's like what the fuck is going on yeah i've never seen this in my life in a suite where he's from what is going on and he's starting to imagine whoa i mean what how can how can this be you know and he's starting to and they're uh, they're discussing loudly everybody who's there And they're really, like, really interested in what's going on there. And he's looking at the walls. And the only thing he sees is abstract, black and white abstract paintings. And he has no clue what it is about. And he's like, what the fuck?
1: Right. So the art didn't exactly explain why so many people were there? No.
0: But they were intrigued by it, in a way. And he was so intrigued by it, like, What is going on here? Then he discovers it's Japanese calligraphy. Uh... And then he's thinking, okay, this is interesting. How can we maybe use this um, collective understanding of uh, of an expression that everybody understands in a way to get people discussing art or discussing uh, in the art museum? How can we like win back the, the art institution of being a place where people discuss art and, mm-hmm. and meet together uh, no matter of classes and all that stuff? Right. And... Then I read uh, forward in the in the catalog, and, I, and and the whole discussion in that catalog is a discussion about uh, the written word and the written image and the written uh, lettering, uh, that was so much close to discussions that I've had my whole life in a way since I was twelve years old, like in the graffiti uh, uh, community in a way. Boom. Yeah, boom. You yeah. know, and I was like, whoa! And this is also interesting because it's be- it's before that graffiti even existed in Europe. Right and th- i think that's really really uh, something yeah and also that that thought about i really like the thoughts and the discussions in that uh, catalog and the the um, i mean the hope and and the i mean they they really want to like
1: oh we, how they're can we get people engage.
0: yeah they're trying to get so how can we get people back to to love art and get into art let's and then they're inviting like i think or finding works all over the world that is some kind of Working with letters in a way, hmm. and again, it's important to say it's not the written word. It's never the meaning of the word. Right. It's the word as image, as image, right? And that's what I'm uh, what I'm interested uh, interested in as well.
1: Well, this leads very conveniently into the fact that you've just opened an art space called time. Exactly, exactly. Which means symbol, yeah, yeah letter, exactly, exactly, et exactly. Well, uh, tell me about that. Um,
0: the Time Art Space is about. Um, it's basically just a room that I found. I I also work, besides uh, working uh, as an artist, I work uh, as a professor or as a teacher at a, a high school where I teach uh, young people in art. Mm. Um, and uh, that's in a really, really crappy place. Where we have the studio, it's a really abandoned or or really uh, strange place with a a lot of empty rooms and stuff like that. Uh, It's an old um, auto uh, shop where we have the studio. It's really good, you can do whatever you want to. Mm. You can practically break the windows if Mm. you want to. It's Mm. really, really. Where is uh, it? It's in a city called Europe where the art space is also placed. And uh, I have actually been a part of an exhibition space before. Uh, from two thousand and four to two thousand and nine, in Aarhus, uh, which was a gallery that was called uh, Artbox, mm. which was a, a non-commercial art space where we had a lot of exhibitions, a new exhibition every month, and we never earned any money out of, uh, on it at all. Uh, and after that, I was always, um, I, I always wanted to have an exhibition space again after it closed down because I really liked uh, that you can have, you can say to people that say, "Hey, I love your stuff." Don't you want to exhibit it? Mm. And people always say yes. Again, with engaging with people. Yeah, you know, it's, like this podcast, for example. You know, yeah. you, you, if you do something, stuff will happen. And, yeah, yeah. and it's the best feeling ever to like uh, put shows together. Mm. I love that. I love uh, uh, curating, and, uh, and I've done that a few times um, in, in different occasions. And I really like it. Mm. And then I thought to myself, like, okay, I would really like this, but I have no money. And I've thought about that a lot of times. Okay, I don't have any money, but I really want to have this space again. And then at that place, there is a, a really small, really, really um, trash room that nobody used. And then I thought to myself, okay, I would like to start a space here. Nobody's using the room for anything. It's mm. just vacant. Right. So I thought that, that's perfect. There's no, I don't need to earn any money, and I can invite people to exhibit here. And um, then I uh, was in Hungary and, um, and in a bookstore there in Budapest, I tripped over a book called Ways of Curating, which is written by Hans Ulrich Oprist, the curator. And at that time, I didn't know him. I just thought, okay, Ways of Curating. I'm interested in uh, curating. You just happened to stumble across maybe the world's most
1: famous. Curator. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, okay,
0: maybe I've heard his name before, but, you right. know, I haven't really. Okay, Ways of Curating, that's cool. Right. I, I'm interested in curating stuff. Yeah. And then I bought it and then I read it. And then it was just like, okay, a lot of thoughts and a lot of uh, really interesting uh, things he's uh, talking about. And again, that like we talked about before, like it's written in a language that everybody can understand. Mm. It's such a nice book. That's nice. And stuff. really recommend it. It's so yeah, good. you told
1: me about it already. Yeah, yeah, I need to actually check it out. Yeah,
0: it's really good. And his first um, exhibition he ever made was in his kitchen, mm. in his study apartment That's in right. Zurich. And that inspired me a lot. And so, or I was like, okay, we're gonna do this. That's how shit gets done. Yeah, let's get, let's get, fucking let's, let's fucking do this. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Let, okay. And then I'm making a Facebook page. And then, okay, now, the, now it exists. Yeah. And uh, then, after a lot of thoughts, after I've been out uh, on some, uh, like on a tour in, in, in Copenhagen uh, and see a lot of openings, uh, and I always get angry when I see, when I go to openings. <laughs> Yeah. then i want to break something i don't know i get depressed or whatever i'm just like what the fuck you know where is the where's the energy yeah where's the energy yeah
1: i don't know where it is right. i don't feel the energy is this
0: is dead I, I i feel it maybe maybe i remember it's just me and it's just the way and of course it's just me because maybe a lot of people are just oh this is great and there's been and a lot of
1: arguments about that. Anders to is extent. just
0: a, a fucking brat that, uh, <laughs> that 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 doesn't understand shit and he goes towards the pool or whatever. Well, you're not the only one. But I'm just like okay, this is fucking boring. Everything is white and everything all that stuff. How can how how can we in some way like question everything again? Right. And, and just and in any way, how can we do something that everybody would think is stupid and forbidden and everything? Okay. I will paint the room candy striped. It's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. It's uh, forbidden, and people will laugh. That's and I okay. don't a give a fucking it. shit. You know the, the 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 whole thing needs to be questioned again. Yeah. Like like if you don't question anything, nothing will happen. Yeah. Then everything just goes. Yeah. And then I and uh, then I saw an exhibition in the in the small space called C Four Projects mm-hmm. with a guy called Jonas Pan, mm-hmm. which had a really great show that was called 10 Barrels of Drawings. And it was thousands of thousands of thousands of drawings hanged from top to ceiling on the walls. And then all around on the on the floor and on the shelves, all around the whole exhibition space, there were sketchbooks. And they're all filled with drawings. He's extremely hardworking. Person. Dude makes some drawings. He makes some drawings. And I said to him, I really like your show. I just opened up an exhibition space won't you like to exhibit that? But you have to know one thing. It's candy striped. He said, I would love to. I love it. I love the idea. It's so cool. And uh, he was the first uh, person who exhibited that. And uh, he actually, uh, because it was totally new, we painted everything before he went in, uh, in the show and uh, he he helped me restore the whole room and make it a place where i could actually exhibit something mm. and it was uh, like nicotine yellow and totally dressed and we painted everything white first and the floor and everything and then he bought uh, uh, red paint and we painted everything uh, candy striped and it was also a really nice process of discussing all of a sudden oh the stripes it, it doesn't it, it actually matters how they are they can't be circus right they're not just any stripes they, they, they have to be in a way candy striped. they have to be pretty thick if you take um candy and uh like free transform it in photoshop then it have to be like that you know it had to be like equal in a way right. we saw and we, we saw on candies right. and like okay okay maybe that's okay and while we were doing it we were talking so much about what we were doing and it actually hurt in our stomachs that we did it we're like oh fuck no, we're on unsafe ground here. How can we uh, how can we, nervous. How can we argument for this if somebody asks, you know, all that stuff, you know, right. all that uh, uh thing we have learned at the academy uh, about talking about these things and that's really good. But we we continue continuously came back to the fact that if it feels mm. wrong, then then it's probably okay. Mm. It feels so much against everything we have learned in a way mm. and it feels so much that everybody will think it's bad. Mm. So we have to do it.
1: That's tough advice. That's really tough advice because you spend so much time uh, trying to uh, get some sort of gut feeling or some, you know, to be, you know, find some sort of process for working with ideas. Yeah. You know, and to go against what feels right is is, is hard. Yeah, it's horrible. It's really horrible. <laughs> it's <laughs> like totally horrible. You know, getting sick to the stomach is, yeah, is is a good sign of the you're really fighting. Yeah. Whatever your natural inclination yeah, might totally.
0: be. Totally. But but the thing is I think that the, the bad and sick feeling in your stomach when you're alone I think that's a good way of uh, of following that feeling. That's a good one. No, nothing can really happen. I mean, but if you get a gut feeling that hurts if you're meeting another person for example mm. or if you're uh, if you're supposed to make an exhibition in an exhibition space and when you meet the gallerist and you get a, a bad feeling, then it then you should not do it right because then it's something else right then it's not about the work and then it's not about uh, um, doing something new then it's just uh, a feeling about okay maybe this is not the right place for me yeah i think so maybe right. uh, i've had that experience many times but i mean and that that's uh, that's why i need to do this tiny space let's see where, where it's going yeah. i don't know there have been so far one show and there's no economy in it there's nothing in it. there's a room it's 500 meters from the train station and for the people who are exhibiting there, I help them right. with hanging. Right. And I, if I can, at the time, I support them with some beer at the opening or whatever. Right, you know. right, right. And then I make, of course, uh, some press release and uh, make uh, sure that people will know that it exists. Right. But so far, I, I mean, it's it's a candy-striped uh, exhibition space. Far out of town. Far out of town.
1: What about, uh, what about applying for money to... Uh I've just
0: applied for money. Yeah, because yeah. that would
1: be the next step yeah
0: yeah exactly I've just applied for money so now we have to see you know there's 12 weeks of uh, waiting and all that stuff but yep. I mean even if I don't get any money it doesn't matter but right. I, I would love to get some money f- to support it so I can maybe get a website or support the artist with some money or, right, right, or do right. like that but um, as I say to the artists that I've talked with about it you know if they sell something if they if they, if they even make anything sellable yeah. you know they can do whatever they want to right they get everything whatever they want to right. but if they sell anything they get everything They right. will have nothing right because they are already you know using the time and and uh, like just wanting to exhibit there you know that's amazing for me and yeah. then i can uh, talk with them and uh, like help them yeah. <laughs> you know? it's like helping each other we i really i really think so like collaboration and and helping each other as artists in a way, I mean, of course, you not help people you don't like the works and just exhibit whatever. But you, if you th- see something that you like, then and if you have the possibilities to make exposure, why not do it? Well, it seems like this is actually the thing
1: which is guiding you from day one. You see something, you get interested in it, you engage with it. You don't, just, you don't just, yeah, you yeah. don't just passively go, oh, that's nice. You know, no, no. You, like you get that book, you write the author in yeah, German. Yeah, exactly. What happens? You have a long correspondence, you end up having a show. Yeah. You know, and we'll get back to that in a second. But, <laughs> but you know, there's just like, you know, it, the, I think one of the things so many young artists don't understand is that you just have to ask. Yeah, you yeah. Just have to reach. You know, we know each other because you wrote me an email. Yeah, about this podcast. Yeah. Uh, you know, people. You you just have to reach out. Yeah, and it's easier now than ever. Yeah, it is to reach out. Yes, and uh, you might actually be surprised how few people do. Yeah, of course, if you're trying to reach out to David's Werner Gallery in New York, you're probably not going to an get blacklisted. Yeah, but everybody but who knows right. that's the thought. Well, that too. But like, if you just look at everything below the top one percent, yeah. It's chaos. Everybody's doing everything. Yeah, yeah, you can just reach out. Someone writes a book you like it. Write them. Mm-hmm. Hey, dude, yeah, yeah. great book. Yeah, great book. Uh, you great know, podcast. Yeah, whatever.
0: Yeah, I mean, we have to support each other, and because we're all alone. Well, not just that, but it leads to further
1: things. Yeah, it really does. Uh, you know, and it sounds like almost everything you've had uh, going on happens because you engage with something, and that leads to yes. something else. Yes, and I think that's probably the most inspiring thing about about all this uh and also learning to uh do what feels wrong. I like that idea a
0: lot. <laughs> yeah, but not always. I mean if it feels wrong to uh, work together with the galleries, don't do it. <laughs>
1: right, right, but I mean more like with your own work. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly, like exactly. It's, uh it's pretty tough. I, that's also I, a really new one for me. Yeah, it's something I need to learn. I am not in that, uh, you know, I don't I don't push back. No. yet. Maybe one day I will, but I don't right now.
0: It's a really new one for me. Yeah. And actually the re- most recent exhibition I did in in Vibor, where I made this floor uh, that was totally covered in drawings and I had this thing about uh, fried onions. Mm. I wrote wrote you a text. Yeah, that's right. Which was hilarious. (laughs) Thank you. But I always thought like, okay, fuck, you know, should I do this, you know, should I, should I use these fried onions and all that? It was that. a little dangerous. Yeah, it was a little dangerous, yeah. but it worked perfectly because yeah. I actually believed in it and I mm-hmm. thought it was a good idea and I know why I used those fried onions, mm-hmm. you know. It, it makes sense. It was the next step yeah. in my practice to use those fried onions. <laughs> it made perfect sense. And I also asked, I talked a lot with Jonas about it, that I exhibited in the tiny Art Space, and he said, I mean, we've just painted this room candy striped. Of course, you should do it. Right. What the fuck what else the can fuck go else wrong? Can, yeah, <laughs> nothing else can go wrong. So and I did and I did it and it worked perfect sense and uh, like a new step, uh, like a new development in a way. Mm. It was uh, it was really good. Mm. It worked worked perfectly.
1: Well, let's uh, let's wrap it up by hearing about that show in Berlin.
0: In Berlin, it was not Berlin. It was in a, was a place called uh, Dresden oh in the Neungerlitz it was the one
1: on. where you wrote to the guy in Germany oh right?
0: yeah that was in uh, Dresen, in, a, in a place called the Neungerlitz and that's
1: what you were going with the Tekken
0: yeah yeah exactly yeah. I, know, I was going with the Tekken idea there, and um, yeah where was I um, you had presented the idea about Tekken that yeah yeah I presented the idea about Tekken for him and he said yeah okay that sounds really interesting and uh, you can come here and you can also have a residency you have a place to stay and uh sweet. You can also we also arrange a commission for you. You can paint a public park uh when you're here as well. Uh, do some muralism and uh maybe you can do a collab and da 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 and uh, he's really um he's really a cool guy. He's also curated uh, things for the Good Institute in Germany and he's really engaged with a lot of things. Mm. I'm actually going uh, to a show to make a show tomorrow in Germany oh, wow. where he also invited. And last year I also participated in a show where he also invited. Uh, last year so uh, where I met like artists from France and uh, Saudi Arabia and uh, Italy and uh, a lot of places in the world mm. where he uh, curated that and then tomorrow I'm going to start an exhibition with him and a guy from Italy and a guy from France tomorrow I'm Sweet. going there tomorrow yeah. 6 in the morning <laughs> then we're going to work together for a week and there will be artist talks and stuff like that and that's a big, big big collab we meet in an empty room and then we uh, go out of an empty room because we have to take everything down. Uh. And then there will be uh, public discussions and open discussions. We will also do stuff uh, publicly, um, probably. Nobody knows what's going on. Mm. (laughs) Excellent. Yeah, that's great. We we just meet the guys who met in the the other show in an abandoned prison last year. Uh, We meet, uh, some of us meet uh, tomorrow, and then we are starting to talk, discuss, hopefully. And uh, yeah, it's it's this guy, Jens Besser, Mm. who uh, does that. Mm. But back to the show in non um, yeah I, I made the show that was based on Tekken and then I started to um, collect uh, because I wanted to uh, break up my uh, normally ways of uh, drawing and normally ways of working I want to destroy it in a way I want to um, like make a bean spin. how do you say that in English or, oh uh, you want to challenge basically yeah I, want, yeah, I wanted to challenge myself because right. I was pretty tired of the way of my In um, in a way of my universe, it needed something new because I have I've developed this kind of um, visual universe where st- different things happen. Like there's a hot dog present and all that stuff and it's kind of an illustrative uh, way of uh, working. But I needed something new in this context. Mm-hmm. So I started to um, put up uh, papers directly on uh, a wall that I was starting to paint. That was the first time I did it. Um, white blank papers directly on the wall. And then I just started to draw on the wall and uh, then when the kind of motive was in a way finished and I couldn't go on Mm -hmm. I took down all the papers and that opened up the whole uh, image again the whole motive it opened up the motive it destroyed the motive Mm -hmm. uh, maybe and it destroyed it in a way that I actually wasn't pleased with it in a way you know the the way it looked and then I was like whoa this is great now now I have moved on now there's something uh, uh, intriguing to Mm -hmm. me now I have destroyed my own work and I think it's dangerous Uh, and now I have all these pieces which I have done, but they look like something that I would never do. They look abstract. They look uh, strange. You know, they are. I can still see they are part of my way of working, but they have. They are. They are going in directions that I would never uh, do mm-hmm. if I sat down with one piece of paper. Right, and that uh, opened up um, the way of thinking about uh, drawing as signs, because all of a sudden it was a sign of an action. I, I think so. It was a sign of I have done an action uh, on a wall. And then I've taken down the action and uh, taken down to the studio and continued working on it there. And then now actually I work when I work uh, in this context of checking. Tech- I place a lot of drawings or a lot of papers uh, like overlapping mm-hmm. on my um, table, mm-hmm. and then I take these things from the walls and then I continue the actions from the walls out on the papers. And then I rearrange them again. So it starts to be this great, great, big, big, big puzzle that in a way uh, can be put together, but not really because all the walls that are out different places in Europe or Denmark, they are maybe gone or, but, you know, everything fits together in a way and that goes to well together in the thought of everything uh, goes uh, hand in hand, like a long text that you continue to write, writing. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I brought all, brought all these, um, then I started to collect all these uh, things, all, all these uh, signs of actions. I started to collect them and I started to use them and then I thought to myself, whoa, I love working with lithographic printing. And that makes so much sense in this context. Because mm. you are working under the lithographic stone. Right. And you are after that, you are trying to capture an image from the stone that will never be the same. The work is gone forever and all that stuff. Right. So I applied to be at the Staten Swerkster for Kunst. And there, I worked on a series of uh, lithographic uh, printings where I also did the same thing. And at that time, I was so much into this process that all the things that I did on the stones or anywhere else on every paper were all taken directly from uh, actions taken from the walls. Mm-hmm. So the images uh, were like composed of drawings that I, or actions like one stroke go on from the stone this way I, would, I never did like just a stroke directly on the stone I did it with the with the paper I placed in the stone that was taken from the wall and then I took that brush strokes out on the stone and all that stuff so I com- so I composed it like that if you understand
1: yeah I do and, and that so it becomes pr- performative
0: yeah you know, like. actually actually yeah because I also document a lot uh, the whole process I'm actually more interested in the whole process than uh, the, the more finished work because I don't really believe in the finished work in a way um and then I went to Germany. And put up all those things, put it all, all up in the in the gallery space, and um, I also took uh, I, I painted also on the walls there, where I took these actions and continued them on the walls. So I actually took actions from Denmark and uh, continued them at the space in Germany, mm. and it was great. It was a really great experience, and that whole thing together with the whole uh, catalog text from checking uh, catalog and all that stuff. Made so much sense to me. It was actually my first solo exhibition ever, where I really uh, got to do whatever I wanted to. In a way, where, you know, where I, did, where I didn't feel like um, uh, that I had to, in a way, please. Or you know, there were no economical stakes. There were not. There were no gallery uh, owner that was in a way like um, like looking. Oh, it's so great! It's so great what you're doing. And then, if you're selling something, if you're not selling something. It's crap. Right. <laughs> you know? right. That's what you're always waiting for at the galleries. You know, you're know right. you so good until you sell or don't sell. And if you don't sell, you're out of here. Right? You, they all, they you hardly don't forgotten. even answer emails you Yeah. Know, whatever. Yeah. And I'm sick and tired of that. Yeah. Uh, but that's another story. Um. And it was just so great to meet Jens, also Jens Besser because he was also like, okay, why did you You do a great job? You, mm-hmm. you do great works and I'm just interested to in see what you're going to do. He had no idea what I was going to do mm-hmm. uh, before I, w- I went there really. And from that exhibition that was in 2014, I really started to develop a lot right. uh, in, in my work. And, and everything starts, the more I work, everything starts to um, make more and more sense in a way. Uh, old stuff, uh, for example, with the fried onions and other works that I've done before, um, all of a sudden, like, fits into everything. Right. It, it's like, it, it's uh, it's insane, like a whole new world. Uh, <laughs> A world is opening up to me inside my own practice but that's great yeah that's and that's the, why they call it practice because it's something you
1: do in order to get somewhere and you may not be sure where it's going but if everything goes well and you're diligent and work hard You'll get somewhere. Something will happen. Yeah, something You know, And you worked for years without really knowing what you were doing. Yeah. You just knew what you were interested yeah. in. And then it crystallized into something. And you could say, in a way, you're just getting started then.
0: Yeah, yeah I'm just getting started. That's right. how I feel, actually. Right. I now feel now like it's I'm, time to get going. Yeah. yeah I, I actually feel totally like that, that. Like, whoa, all of a sudden. Yeah. I actually almost feel like, even though that I've worked a lot of things and I've done s- a lot of different things, installations and light, and a lot of different things. Yeah. All of a sudden, I feel like, "Whoa, this is the direction." It took so many years to get it there. It speaks to the power wow, of engagement. Now I'm actually truly honest to myself. Yeah. You know, also, in the way, like, okay, and 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 know which way I want to challenge myself and and the dare to do things that hurt my yeah. my gut, even though you know, there's there's a lot of things at stake, but there's nothing at stake. You know, it's just. It's, it's just art it's a big serious game it's right. a big serious play right and um well fucking high five to that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's a tremendous
1: feeling to to uh, put in all that amount of time and then get somewhere yeah um to wrap it up i want to ask you the last asshole question
0: yeah what is art for uh, exactly <laughs> listening ask it ask it.
1: <laughs> tell me what no let's hear it in your words what is it for yeah what is art for what is art for
0: yeah what is art for
1: that's that's the big question. Or it doesn't matter at all. Yeah, that's the maybe. way I feel about yeah, it. Yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, uh, because you can ask that question for a lot of things. You know, what is art, what, what is everything for? Yeah. And I think art is, for me, art, if I should take that point, art for me is, the, is a way of communicating. It's a way of taking the ideas that I have to do. You know, I don't know why I have to do them in mm-hmm. a way. I can explain, you know, why I think it's important to do different stuff. Um, But in in another way, you know, if somebody says, yeah, we're all getting turned to dust anyway, so what does it even matter? But it matters, I really truly, I really think it truly matters. And art is also for, like art is for, maybe it sounds a bit cliche in a way, but I really think art is for uh, trying to reflect, uh, reflecting, learning to reflect on, on, on how things can be done. Well, your story is world.
1: an example of how it can lead somewhere.
0: Yeah, it can lead a lot of ways, and it can. I mean, I think the power of art is that I can start and and an, uh, a discussion with somebody about freedom, for example, about what is what is freedom by using fried onions.
1: Mm.
0: I mean. It's, that, you cannot do that anywhere else. That, that is the best out.
1: goddamn argument for art I've ever heard. <laughs> but
0: it's, isn't that what it's about? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it could not get any
1: better than that. I mean, ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I love it. And it doesn't, and the, the whole point is it doesn't have to make sense. You don't no, have exactly. to be able to, to, to explain why you should talk about freedom with fried onions. No, exactly. There's no reason to justify it. No, The point is you're doing it and it'll lead to something which would otherwise not exist. Whatsoever. Exactly,
0: exactly. That's true. And and also, I've actually, like uh, Jesper Aspus from the former uh, principal of the Jotland Academy, hmm. he says, like, wh- why is it that people are so into uh, asking what is it for and what is it for? I mean, he, he's intimidated by like, that, I mean, how? why does he have to argument what, uh, what his actions is for? There's very few I mean, other the things. The no only one asks thing, what soccer is for. Yeah, exactly. And the only thing that we have actually, the humans actually have been doing ever since we've been on this earth is art and living. Yeah. Art and not dying. Right. Art and surviving. Right. We didn't make football. We didn't do anything else. We actually just had an artistically practice from the day we were here on this earth. So why is down, everybody questioning it so much? And why are not more people maybe doing it? I don't know. Why is it, why have why have been it? Why have we been so alienated to it? I art mean, and not dying. Why why have we been so alienated to creating art? It's really strange, in a way. Of course, you could say a lot of things about it. It's, uh, you know, there's no obvious profit on it and all that stuff. Yeah. But of course there is. You know, it's a natural way of expressing ourselves. <laughs> right. And you could
1: say it's also ba- you within know, the nature really... of art to question. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah exactly. You know, it's the big question mark of the whole world and of the whole existence. Right. We have to use art as a, as as a way of questioning everything. Mm. i mean the the power of art is questioning everything and you also have to question yourself constantly all the time yeah why do i do this yeah. why do i do this why 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 why? that's the whole big headache every day and then you forget the question and then you just all of a sudden sit and drawing up, oh fuck i'm doing it again why <laughs> oh, why why? <laughs> why? oh i forgot <laughs> asking myself but,
1: yeah perfect well um thank you so
0: much for coming on the show thank you so much for having me appreciate it it's has uh, been a pre- pleasure and uh Hope to uh, continue hearing the show. Oh, it's going on. (laughs) (laughs) It's great.
1: Thank you guys for checking out the talk with Anas. It was a pleasure for me, like I keep saying, and I think what he has to say actually has a lot of pertinence in the world and the art world today. Do not be afraid to ask. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Undergang Armchair. Intro and outro music is kindly provided by Johnny Ripper, and today's interstitial music was provided by Spencer Henslow. You can find links to their music and tons of other conversations with great people on our good feeling of a website, undergang.net. If you do like the show, we would appreciate it if you would take the time to leave a review on iTunes so other people can find us. The show is produced in part with the kind support of the Danish Arts Council.